and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name's Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, how are you? Did you forget your name there? Yeah, I forgot <laughs> that it was my go. <laughs> it was everybody else's go. <laughs> and now you introduce you. Hi, nice to meet you. There we go. So, how's your week, Kate? I'm fine. I mean, it's on yeah. a Tuesday. We're not far in. Uh, yeah, we're fine. I'm a bit sinusy, but other than that, we're all good. Yeah. I was going to say, did I watch any... Oh, I rewatched. we watched Ratatouille on the weekend. I watched Ratatouille in a while. Oh, very good. Yeah, it was very, very good. I forgot. You know the way when you don't watch movies for a while, you forget how much you like them? Yeah. It was a good movie. You watched another movie as well, Kate. Okay. Did I? To follow on from Chris's question last week. You went to go see Aladdin. Oh, yes. Yeah, I went to go see the live action Aladdin. And? It was fine. Okay. Um, I thought I was going to be the only person in the cinema, but then when I booked my seat, it said there were six other people there. Okay. You know, when you can see where you can't yeah. sit. And it said there were six other seats booked. And then when I got there, it was only me. And then this woman and her daughter came in. I'd say the daughter was about four. Okay. And they sat directly behind me. Oh. And so the little girl was like whispering every now and again, which to be honest, I didn't really mind. It was fine. But the man was like, I was more, it was more annoying of the man, man going, be quiet. And I was like, just like, just, it's fine. Yeah. So that was fine. But then they left about an hour in. Oh. Like they left and I thought they'd gone to the bathroom, but then they never came back. So then it was just theater to myself. And honestly, it was fine. Like, well, I hated that the initial song that Aladdin sings he didn't steal a piece of bread. He stole, like, a necklace or something, which is rubbish. And then he gives the food to the kids, but the kids have a mom. And I'm like, no, because they're meant to be orphan children. And, oh, it was just a couple... I just... The, the original integrity of the story, I thought, was kind of lost. It was also very boring up until the point where the genie appeared. And obviously, the genie is the comic relief, so no matter who plays the genie, the jokes are going to be there. So, in fairness, I did laugh at the jokes, but it definitely... I felt like every song... And every scene just missed that bit of, like, oomph that we got with the original album. Interesting. I always find it really interesting with the live actions. Again, personally, I don't feel like any of them have been necessary so far. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of them will be necessary. Yeah. But it's interesting, though, because you get some people that get really annoyed if the story isn't 100%. Yeah. But on the flip side of it you get other people that get annoyed when they change the movie too much I don't think I think about the best kind of balance they got was with Cinderella I really liked Cinderella it was fine see I think I was just I think I was so certain I was gonna hate it so much because that was the first live action they did and I was like this is so stupid why are they doing this but then, and I was, I was adamant I wasn't going to pay money to go see it, but we got to go see it with, for free with work. And then I was like, well, I think it was because it was, like, it is a beautiful movie. I think that's what, of like, I loved most about it was that it was so pretty. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think any of the live actions that have been made, so like Cinderella, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. That, the one that shall not be named. Yeah, we won't talk about that one. Um, I just, I just think it's a waste of... It's obviously not a waste of money because I presume Disney are making money off of them, otherwise they wouldn't continue to make them. And yeah. if you've seen that projection for the next, like, five years, there's, like, another, like, eight live-action movies to come. Yeah. One year there's, like, three live-action movies, like, 2023 or something. This year there's three. Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King. Do you know what? I completely forgot they made Dumbo. Yeah. I won't see Never that. go. I don't I see like, that. I don't care for Dumbo. Yeah, I don't like Dumbo. The cartoon, as a, as so. Movie, so... I probably won't. Um, if it gets on Sky, maybe they'll know. I'm not 
Um, but yeah, it was fine. It wasn't overly entertaining, and I was really bored towards the end as well. Okay. But, yeah, and the genie has a love interest. Oh. Yeah, so Jasmine has a handmaiden, who's really nice, and she's quite funny. But she's the genie's love interest. That's strange. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've not seen it myself, personally. Um, I really don't care for the live actions, at least from what I've seen anyways. I really, I just, I don't care. I just would really prefer if they put their money into making new content. Yeah, especially considering, like, Pixar have come out and said that there's going to be no more sequels, prequels, anything like that. It's all going to be original content. And I'm like, hey, Disney, the last original thing you brought out was Moana. Come on. Wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Moana did really well, though. It did. That's the thing. Like, the the more recent original movies that they've brought out have done really well. Moana... Wreck-It Ralph when it came out was really, really popular. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like they're pumping so much money into, here's this existing story, here's these existing characters. It's almost as if they've lost confidence in their ability to create good stories. Good stories. But yeah. it's like, none of the recent original movies they've done, with the exception of the Nutcracker thing, any of the recent animated movies that they've done have all done really well. Oh, also Wrinkle in Time. Did you ever see that? I think that's the one I actually was talking about, but oh, I actually didn't know. Because there was Wrinkle in Time and there was also Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Was, yes. Was that Disney? I think so. Yeah. See, I don't really care. In fact, we don't even know. That shows how much I don't really know about it. But that's cool. Yes, that was my week. Yeah. Did you do anything Disney related? No. Ah, well then. All I did was go drinking on Sunday and I've had a great time. I suppose moving on to Disney related things, we oh, should yeah. probably get on to the news. Uh, today, as of recording this, which is the 18th of June, the Toy Story Play Days started in Disneyland Paris. Woohoo! So basically, the it's basically meet and greet with Bo Peep, and special snacks, and Forky's Treasure Hunt. Hmm. They're basically all things that are involved in Toy Story Play Days. From what we can tell, Disneyland Paris being Disneyland Paris, the meet and greet situation did not go amazingly well. Yeah. We saw some tweets that showed that the line had been cut off a while, a good while before yeah. both people was even supposed to come out, which is for, at midday. For both sets. Yeah. It happened again later on. But also that because Disneyland Paris seemed to have this massive issue with understanding where to cap queues, that they ended up rushing a lot of people through who mostly from people who were there stated that they were rushing a lot of groups with just adults through. Yeah. And were letting groups with kids have a longer time because they could get better promo shots, which I think is extremely bad out. And it's upsetting because I've seen character handlers who have dealt with everybody equally and have played along, even if you're an adult with like jokes and all that sort of stuff. And if you're like, do you mind if we take like a picture? Do you mind if we take a separate picture? They're always like, yeah, absolutely, no problems. Yeah. But it's always a bit sad when you see, when it comes to, apparently with Disneyland Paris, when it comes to like quite important things where like it's making a big impact or something yeah. brand new, they just seem to always fail with it. And they just seem to make what could be really cool something very disappointing for the people who are there. Yeah, I think what they don't seem to grasp is, at least from what I can see, that first set, at least the first 20 to 30 people in that queue were people who are within the Disneyland Paris community who would be posting about it online and 
yada, yada, yada. If anything, it would be better promo for them because the people that are going to be following those particular accounts, for example, ED92, will be more invested in that than Disneyland Paris posting a picture of a family meeting Bo Peep. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the thing that I found most bizarre is the tweet that we saw, this person is part of the Inside Ears program, whatever it's called, and last week was in Disneyland Paris with DLP using them for promo shots for new products, but they were getting hooshed out of the queue because they didn't want them for promo shots that day. So it just, it seemed to run a little shaky. Um, And it's just, it's an issue that DLP has all the time. They just kind of assume, oh, you're an adult, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, Walt wanted to build a park so that it was somewhere for kids and adults to enjoy just the same. And there's a reason why Disney changed their motto from the most enjoyable part of a kid's day to the most enjoyable part of a person's day. Yeah, or like, like, yeah, the happiest, the happiest, well... The Disney Store one was the happiest 30 minutes of a child's day. Yeah, but they changed that to the happiest 30 minutes of a person's person's day. Which is true. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's just really unfortunate because we have seen instances in DLP where cast members get it. Because as I'm slowly finding out actually following Instagram accounts... Uh, there's a good few cast members who are like pro- like I would always assume that a lot of cast members in DLP don't actually care about Disney and they just do their job in the home but there's a massive group of people who are cast members in DLP who are also like diehard DLP fan people hmm. and they go to parks pretty much on all their days off Mm-hmm. And they are invested into it and they get it. And obviously they're the cast members that are giving great experiences to everybody because they get it. But I think it's then just really unfortunate when you've got some cast members who just don't get it. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? You, okay, you want a picture for your Instagram? Great, cool, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it it's a little bit disappointing. Um, hopefully they'll sort the kind of teething problems with Bo Peep and Woody out over the next few days. Um, just on characters... Jessie is now also available to me in Walt Disney Studios. She's over by where Buzz meets. I think she does the afternoon set and Buzz does the morning set. Oh, okay. And they got grass. Oh, yeah, the other lash turf. And they got their little step and repeat. They're not step and repeat. They got their background, which yeah. is like the carnival thing. Still has atrocious lighting, but they got grass. Sure, look. That's all, why put money into new lights when you can just put money into grass? Yeah. And Buzz and Jessie are via... The Lion Birdie app, but Woody and Bo Peep, you just kind of have to take your life in your hands. So apart from meeting Bo Peep, there are also special snacks available for Toy Story Play Days. Play Days? Yeah, I got that right. And they look so much better than the Star Wars ones. My gosh. So there is three different shortbread cookies. There's a Jessie and a Woody one, which are like imprinted cookie stamps. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Bo Peep one. Which is, oh sorry, the Jessie and the Woody one are both basically Nutella cream. Yeah, they kind of look like the Groot one from the Marvel one. Yes, and then there's also a Bo Peep one which is caramel flavoured. And it's basically, from what I can assume is her details in her face are, like the details in her face are very important to how she looks. And so they've just made the shortbread, the outline of her face, and then gotten one of those edible print things and printed the colour picture of her face onto a sheet of icing and then slapped that on top of the shortbread. I think along the lines of the Spider-Man donut during Marvel. Yeah, exactly, but on a shortbread. So you've got those and they're all 4 each. 
lovely little weird French tax price Those there. Those biscuits are always lovely though. Yeah, they are pretty good to be honest. Like they are. They're always real nice so. If you can spring for that. Check Dis- them out. Yeah, for that Disney food money. Go for it. Mm-hmm. There's also a forky shortbread for four twenty nine, which is uh, made the same way as the Bo Peep one with like the sheet of icing, but it's just shortbread. There's no flavouring to it. Then there is a ham candy apple, which is five ninety nine, Which looks so bad. It looks so bad. Doesn't look anything like the promo pictures. And then there's the Pixar Ball candy apple, which is also five ninety nine. I just don't know what it is about the Disneyland Paris snacks that come out, but they just seem to lack being able to put detail into them. Yeah, like even the Pixar Ball, like the colours are just off. Yeah, and they, they like just haven't... look weird. I, I just feel like it looks... So, in the promo picture, it looks pretty round, but in the pictures that were taken today, it's clearly an apple. Yeah. Like, I feel like there should be something they can do to make it look more round. I don't know, like, I know they're able, I don't know if it's different apples, because in Disney World, when you get the candied apples, they're really round and and, plump. And they look, they look like a lot of effort is... Been, like they look worth the price. How much are these ones? Five ninety nine. So six euro. Okay, so they're actually considerably cheaper than the Disney World ones. I think the Disney World ones are at least thirteen dollars. Yeah, they are much more expensive. So maybe that's why they're doing it cheaper. Yeah. I wonder if you can get. A, I as I'm saying this, I already probably know the answer because in Disney World you can ask them to slice the apple up for you. There's no way Disney Park yeah. slice that apple for you. They yeah. would look you in the eye and like be like, no. No, no way. I also wonder because the Pixar one in particular looks like it's just a lot of fondant. Over an apple. It does say candy apple. Yeah, because in Disney World they're like caramel coated and then they have their dipped in chocolate. Yeah. But that just looks like it's a whole heck of fondant. Yeah. Anyway, so they have the special treats that have been brought out. Um, And then there's also the new app for Forky's Treasure Hunt. Yep. Which Sinead has downloaded, but it knows we're not in. Disney, so we yeah. Can't it. Initially, there was a bunch of issues with it though. Seemingly this morning, so they had it locked that it was only available in the. F- now I don't know if this is the same for Android. I only paid attention to the Apple ones. And mm-hmm. um, it was locked to the French App Store, so oh. anyone that had an international phone well, couldn't couldn't download it. <laughs> it also wasn't actually active, so I think French people were able to download it, but it wasn't actually working. Oh, so no, it was sometime this afternoon. That it actually started to work. And when I went into it, it gives you the option to sign up and be entered into a competition. And it asks you these questions like your name, your date of birth, what country you're from. Um, No, sorry, your name, your date of birth, your email. And then it gets to where it asks you what country you're from. App would break, you'd have to restart it and then go through the whole thing again. Same thing would happen. So eventually I just skipped that and went through. The app itself looks quite cool, but yeah, it won't actually load anything. It's basically the regular map layout from the Disneyland Paris app with like these, as well, it's the exact same layout, but they've cut out Walt Disney Studios and put it on like this brown map background. And then they've added in little icons where presumably you go and scan something or you go and the geolocation on your phone tells you, oh, you're here. And then you play a little game. Yeah, I know one of the games that I saw, it was kind of like a, a matching card game cool thing. It looks pretty cute. Schnapple. Yeah, so that's the app. And then the last thing for Toy Story Play Days is that they've um, set up a little preview for Toy Story 4. 
which is exciting. It's almost like we're in Disney World. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> Man Street. <laughs> the theatre that had the Marvel show in it. Which as far as I'm aware is the Cinemagique Theatre. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty sure it's the Cinemagique Theatre, the old theatre. Because Marvel season has now ended, that show is now finished. So there is a... Sorry, just on that. I sent the video to Kate this morning. Oh, the yeah. last one of the Marvel show, which we weren't a fan of, at the very end of the show when Cap's about to say Avengers Assemble, Thor handed Mjolnir to Captain America and everyone else got done. Oh, like, yeah, it was and great. And it was great. And they knew what they were doing as well. And oh. it was like, oh, it was fantastic. So great. Sorry. Um, Tell us that note. Yeah. And then, so now, so now when you walk in, instead of having all the Avengers up on the walls, it's all Toy Story related pictures. And then they'll show you a 15-minute preview of Toy Story 4. woo And that's everything to do with Toy Story Playdays. Hey! So, in other Disneyland Paris news, we've had the medals get released for the Run Disney events, which are happening in September. Ooh! They actually look pretty cool. And in fairness, every time I see medals and stuff for a Run Disney event, I'm like, I really need to start running so that I can go do a Run Disney event because they're so pretty. I don't even think you run that much in Run Disney events because you can stop a lot for pictures, can't you? Yeah. (laughs) I can't, for the life of me, remember the girl's name. But some of the followers on Instagram, I was chatting to them about Run Disney. And they were like, if you can walk a kilometre in this amount of time, you'll be fine. For at least doing the 5k. Oh, right. So, like, how fast you can walk, basically. Mm. Okay, well. Because she was like, I never run, but I do it every year. Oh, great. (laughs) So, for the 5k, we have a Lion King-themed medal, which makes perfect sense because the whole Lion King season that's kicking off in a couple weeks. Um, It's a bronze medal. You've got a big Mufasa, and then you have a Rafiki holding Simba. Super cute. I would be quite happy to have it if I did the 5k. Yeah, absolutely. The 10k. The 10k (sighs) is a rather nice Rapunzel one, which I've only just seen, has a little Pascal sitting on her head. Yeah, and the... The The lanyard is the lantern. Yeah. It's very cute. It's a predominantly gold medal, has a purple background. It's very cute. For the kids races, it's a really cute one of Peter Pan and some of the Lost Boys running. And it has Big Ben on it. I've also just realised they've actually, like, themed the backgrounds of the photos to correspond with oh where the medals are. Oh my goodness gracious, Disneyland Paris. Because they only just copped that the Peter Pan one has Skull Rock in the background. Yeah. That's adorable. Ah, sure Good look. job, lads. That's cute. If you fancy doing a half marathon, you'll get a lovely medal with Mickey and Minnie and Sleeping Beauty Castle in fabulous gold. This is very classic Disney. It's very cute. I like that. If you plan to do the 31k challenge, which is the half marathon and the 10k, you get a really nice Aladdin-themed medal, and the lanyard looks like the magic carpet, which is super cute. That one's got silver with a blue background. If you want to do the 36k, you're going to get another Aladdin-themed. So that's if you're doing the half marathon, the 10k, and the 5k. Wow. And you have no legs by Monday. Wow. And this has got the genie, he's coming out of the lamp, and again, blue background. I wish they were a bit more different, the 31k and the 36k. You mean they weren't both Aladdin? Yeah. Uh, Maybe they're always together, maybe they're always the same theme. Maybe. This is me just guessing. Maybe. And then there's the Castle to Chateau Challenge, which I actually don't feel like I know what that is. It's a very fancy medal with Sleeping Beauty Castle, again, in all gold, the... Border around it is a really nice grey colour, which is not something I would ever normally say. 
and it's got some nice fleur de patterns on it up the top. Oh, do you know what the Castle Chateau challenge is? What? See the way the medal has an American flag and a French flag? Yeah. It's if you complete a half marathon or marathon distance at Walt Disney World, World Resort and the Disneyland Paris World Europe half marathon in the same calendar year, then you'll receive an additional medal commemorating your achievement. Oh, that's cool. So you have to do the half marathon or the marathon in America in Disney World and then do the same in Disneyland Paris. Jesus, you really wouldn't have any legs. That's why it's castle to chateau. Oh, that makes sense. Because it's English to French. Oh, which okay. doesn't make sense for America. But you know what I mean. Well, there you go. There you go. That's, that's why that is. That's yeah. why that's that. Because I did wonder why it had the American flag on it. Yeah, so then that makes perfect sense. So, yeah, there are the medals. I think most of the bibs are nearly sold out from what I've seen online. I think a lot of the bibs have sold out for the various races. Yeah, they go really quickly, don't they? Yeah. And there's always a struggle to get them. Yeah, because I think the same people do it every year. I would really like to do it one year. I would potentially say next year, but... If I'm going to California at the start of October, potentially not a thing. So far But away. I would really like to do one. I think it'd be a good challenge. Yeah, I just think it'd be a good crack. Especially if I didn't have to run the entire thing. Yeah, and you get to meet characters as you go around. People yeah. run and, like, people make, like, running Disney band gear. Be real cute. Yeah, so then... Oh, more DLP news. Sorry, I just thought it was... thought we were done with DLP news, but we're not. Yeah. Uh, the, it's been announced that the food festival is... Oh, it's called something. Le Rendezvous Gourmand. There you go. I think I said that wrong. Uh, is coming back to Walt Disney Studios from July 10th to October 13th. This was not the food festival that we encountered when we went at Christmas. We don't think. Not we that think we're aware something of. Something completely different because it says the vegan chalet is returning and we never saw a vegan chalet. So we think it's something different. This also was not on when me and Brecky were there last year. So I don't know whether they extended it, maybe. Is it the thing that we missed in 2017? Yeah, is it Maybe? that? I don't know. Anyway, so there's going to be a vegan chalet, um, which has a butter bowl and falafel dishes. I'm excited. Because we all have a bit of falafel. There's also going to be a Greek chalet, a patisserie chalet, and a new wine bar featuring organic wine, cheese, and cured meats. And they're all new to this year. I wonder if they're going to have the pretzels. I hope so. They were gorge. I really hope they do. But they if they have that stinky cheese, I will vomit. We didn't vomit last time, Kate. So oh, but it smelt. I couldn't breathe walking past it. It smelt so bad. It was proper stinky cheese. It was. But I'm excited because it's, if you close your eyes, it's kind of like you're in Epcot. <laughs> squint. If you squint and... And if you drink a lot of wine, you'll yeah. see far more booths than they are. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that's exciting. So that's going to be on when we go. I'm excited to try it out. I hope there's some... Some fun stuff. It'd be nice if there was some of that cider again. Do you remember that I was just about to say that, but I wonder if they do cider not outside of Christmas. Cider not a Christmas thing. No, maybe the French. Maybe. Either way, we're excited. We'll let y'all know. We're always excited. So, moving away from DLP for a little bit, we've had some outfit guidelines released for Batu in Disneyland Resort. There was a lot of kind of confusion around what people could and couldn't bring into the land, so... Um, the Disney Parks blog has come out with a very helpful little article to clarify things. So what they've said is permitted is Disney bounding. So piecing together traditional clothing items that when worn together serve as a recognisable tribute to Star Wars characters. So for instance, if you wanted to, I don't know, Disney bound as Princess Leia, you could wear an all white outfit and put a silver belt on. Yeah. And put Leia buns in your hair. If you wanted to be... Han Solo, you could wear 
navy bottoms, a shirt, and a waistcoat. So, outfits inspired by a character. There's also Batuian attire mm-hmm. is allowed. So, wearing outfits inspired by the villagers of Batu, so muted tones, vests, layers, etc. So, similar to what the cast members wear, but obviously I don't think you could go in dressed exactly like a cast member, because then stuff might get confusing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the outfits that they've shown, they're all pretty... They're pretty fair. I don't think I don't think any of it's unreasonable. No, but this now clears up the whole thing where do you remember we were talking about in our Galaxy's Edge episode where you can buy things in the park that you can put over your clothes and you yeah. can wear those, but there are other things that you can buy and you can't wear. Yeah, for example, so what they've said is not permitted is all robes and military style attire. So you can buy Sith and Jedi robes there. You cannot wear them in the land. Yeah. You can also buy X-Wing pilot costumes. Yeah, and you adults. cannot wear them. In th- yeah. yeah, if you're under the age of 14, you can wear whatever you want. Yeah. Go mad. But if you're over the age of 14, you're also not allowed to wear masks, face paint, elaborate headwear, blasters or holsters. Lightsabers are allowed. There you go. Um, or hard items such as body armor, helmets, or knee pads. So basically, you can't go in dressed like dressed like a death trooper. Yeah, pretty much. And sharing the bejays instead of everyone. No, no. You also can't wear any full character suits. So you unfortunately cannot walk around like a Wookiee in the California heat. I'm sure everyone is devastated. <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically it's it's pretty much the same as all of the rules in the Disney parks. You are not allowed to wear a costume if you're over the age of 14. It's to keep character integrity and just make sure that if you show up to a Disney park dressed in a full ball gown like Belle and you have brown hair like Belle that kids aren't going to be like, oh my God, that's Belle. And then yeah. if, you, if a kid came up to you thinking that you were Belle and you told them to F off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Disneyland have cleared that up for us. So yeah. Disney bounding, Batuian attire, yes, masks, or character suits and robes. Well, are you excited? Get ready to rock and roll. Woo-hoo. Because Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live is back. Yay! This out-of-the-world musical event features your favourite Guardians and their alien band jamming into Times classics from the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. And in addition to singing, dancing, and getting into a cosmic groove, oh. you can celebrate with a few awesome eats and sips created just for this intergalactic concert, including a burger that looks like it's gone mouldy. Honestly, I watched the Diz's review of this, and they got this burger, and whilst in the picture that they've posted, it looks very blue, mm-hmm. in their vlog, it looks very, it does just look like it's gone mouldy. It does, it does look it? like it's purposely blue. It looks like it's mould. Like, I don't think, like, I feel like, because obviously when you eat things, you use all your senses. Mm-hmm. So I think as soon as I saw that, I'd just be like, that's this going to taste like vomit. Yeah. So that's, it's just crazy to me. Um, they did say all of the food, including the dessert and the drink, which I think is pomegranate flavour in a Coke or something like that. And um, they did say it was all very nice, just the blue bun is very off. <laughs> it's called an I Am Root float. There you go. <laughs> so it's the I Am Root float featuring Bark's root beer with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream and mint leaves. There's also the Destroyer Punch with orange pineapple and lime juices and grenadine. Adults can en- even enjoy an alcoholic version, Galaxy Juice, which includes cherry bourbon. Ooh. Um, yeah, so there's Milk Slush, the awesome Milk Slush as well, which you can get with the Glow Cube. There's also um, a mixed tart strawberry filled shortbread cookie. And then also that burger is called the Space Sandwich. 
Yeah, I'll let you know. And there's also, ah, there's loads of stuff. Or Cosmic Cake as well. The Cosmic Cake actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. Which is like, if any of you remember a while ago, there was those Cosmic Glaze cakes that were all on Instagram from like Tasty Videos and stuff. Where you like, they pour that glaze over and it's all like dotted. It looks like one of those. It's pretty cool. It kind of looks like one of the desserts from Batu. It does a bit, you're right. The chocolatey one. And remember, you can wash it down with rocket fuel, which is a frozen Coca-Cola slushy with grenadine. That's what I was talking about. That's the thing you are talking about. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, everything that's uh, coming for... The show looks real cringy. The Awesome Mix Live. Is it the same one they had last year? Yeah, but it looks real cringy. Yeah, but I feel like if you were a bit tipsy, you'd be there for it. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm sure when you're there, it is better. Yeah. Much like the one in DLP. Yeah, that one's actually pretty good when you're there. Yeah. But I, well, I can guess by looking at videos, you wouldn't be too amused. But yeah, if anyone is heading to Epcot, eh, food ends on August 18th. Um, if everyone, if anyone's heading for that awesome mix, Guardians of Galaxy show, off you pop, tell us if the burger is okay. Because <laughs> it looks grim. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of grim things. Ooh. Are we ever going to get through an episode without me talking about something to do with Halloween? This is Halloween, this is Halloween, this is Halloween, this is Halloween, Probably never. So, it's been announced today, Tuesday, the 18th, a few days ago for you when you're listening. The Cruella de Vil Halloween Hideaway at Tony's Town Square. So this will be taking place during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parties. It is a $99 upcharge before tax on top of your party ticket. Which is on top of your park admission. No. Do you not need park admission to go to the Halloween no. party? Oh, okay. No, that's separate. So it's going to be in Tony's Town Square and it's going to give you various different foods, drinks that you can kind of pop in and out and get. It has canine crunchy cake and mini Deville brownies and a variety of beverages, including beer and wine. So you can go in and get pissed. Great. Great crack. For nice dine quid. For nice dine quid. You do also get reserved seating for my favourite parade. Happy Halloween. So, yeah, you get reserved viewing for Boo to You, which is seemingly really, really good viewing and trying to get a decent spot for the limited edition parades can be an absolute nightmare. Limited edition parades. Well, they're, they're limited edition. Yeah, yeah. Which is... <laughs> so, yeah, they're available to book. It starts from 9.15 and this, ooh, the seating for Booty U is the later version of Booty U. It's not the early one. So if you have kids, I'm fairness, if you have kids and you're paying 99 euro for them to do this and you're bonkers anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can go in and out as you please up until 12.30 at night. Personally, I would never do this. I don't think I'd do it either. If I'm going to a Halloween party, I want to experience all of the Halloween things. I don't want to pay an extra $99 to... For snacks. For snacks. Yeah. Nah, not about that life. Don't think it's worth it. But anyway. Finally, in our last bit of Walt Disney World news, just a quick bit of... Bit of goss. Bit of goss for y'all. The Walt Disney World annual passes have gone up by 18% today. 18%. Yeah. yeah. So... Oh, sorry, we worked this out for the Premier Pass. The increase is half the cost of our Infinity Passes. Yeah, because the increase is two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's insane. That's crazy. Uh, there's a lot of talk about this because basically they want to. Base, obviously, they've increased prices because they want to reduce the amount of annual pass holders they have, so that people are buying regular tickets or not taking yeah. advantage of discounts, and which kind of makes me a bit sad. 
But I think what has mainly pissed off people is that so yesterday for us on the 17th, they announced, hey, I know pass holders are going to be able to book in previews for Galaxy's Edge. No less than 24 hours later, it's like, yeah, but we're going to increase your annual passes by 18%. Yeah, like, is it... Like, Disney, come on. Bit, bit of tact. Yeah. And I'm just worried that... And there's been massive... There's just been massive discussions about Walt Disney World and how it's getting too crowded and are they making enough money from what they're doing? Are, are people just buying annual passes if they go for more than 14 days? Because it's cheaper, because they get discounts and all that sort of stuff. And there's talk of maybe, like reducing the amount of good things that basically come with annual pass and i'd just be very wary on disney's side that if they do start really pulling it back that i know that people are diehard disney fans and people will do anything for disney but it will definitely be a thing where if the price keeps going up and the perks drop significantly yeah i can see people just being very pissed at disney and just stopping. Yeah, because I know there's a because I know Disneyland Resort their annual passes are stupid expensive because it is a locals park. Yeah, and I there's a bunch of people that I follow that just got rid of their annual passes or who would have had say like a platinum pass where they could go 365 days a year drop down to one of the much lower passes because they were like I just can't warrant paying. Yeah. What is it? Fourteen hundred dollars for yeah. an annual pass. So they opted to get the lower end of the scale. So they are still getting an annual pass, but you do kind of have to wonder how much further can Disney push increasing the cost of everything before they just completely start pricing people out. Not that I think they care, but... They'll start caring when people stop going. Like, properly stop going. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, like, obviously Galaxy's Edge is the next thing that's going to fuel people going there for the next kind of year, year and a half. And then after that, you've got... The 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, So that's also going to be a big one, but it's kind of like they have a couple things in the works, mainly for Disney World, so you kind of have to wonder, are they just going to keep adding stuff so people still have a reason to go? Like, Or if after the 50th, are things going to slow down? Slow down. Who knows? Either way, I think they should just watch themselves because there will be a point where they just make things too unaffordable for your everyday person. Like, at a moment, it is a stretch for your everyday layman to go to Disney. And I just think that they're... Do they care? No, but like I said, they will start caring if people stop going to Disney for two weeks on their holidays. Yeah. Like, if people are like, do you know what? Disney's actually too expensive. We're just not going to go this year. Yeah. But I suppose on the other side of that, you'll have certain people that won't go now because it's too crowded, but probably could afford to go if everything increased by X amount and the parks got quieter. Yeah, sure. It's kind of a, a double-edged sword. Either way, that's that bit of news. We doubt many Irish folk have Walt Disney World in your passes. But if you were thinking about it, I maybe wouldn't now. No, yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe just hold off. Wait till Galaxy's Edge comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, drop again. Exactly. So, I suppose that only leaves us with... Shane, do you know what today is? Today's Tuesday, Kate. You know what that means. This week for Get Star Tuesday, we have the lovely Jane and Turk, because it is the 20th anniversary of the US release of Tarzan. Did they always used to theme them to things that were happening? No, but I think they're doing it now just to kind of be like, hey, do you remember this movie? Oh, yeah, sure. Look, look at the significance of this. Hey, look at her ear. I don't mind it. I think I quite liked it. No, I think it was cute. 
Jane was bopping around down Main Street. Turk was in the lovely little tricycle gazebo. Oh, yeah. Because, again, difficult to manoeuvre. Best get their money's worth, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got a new paint shop. That costs at least 50 quid. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right the MDF shoved on the top. Bit of liquor paint. Absolutely. I was just, I was watching a, this is a total sign now, I was watching a Disney on Paris vlog of somebody who is generally a Disneyland goer. Uh-huh. And they were there for a Tuesday and they were like, this is so cool. Like they have like totally unique characters because they were there for when Clarabelle and Horace were there. Oh yeah. And he was like, this is so cool. Like why do we not have this in all the parks? And I'm like... In fairness, it is actually quite cool that we get it. Not when it's, like, lame characters that just walk up and down the parade. But if it's, like, pretty unique characters, then it it is a nice little extra that you get. It is probably just to encourage people to go on a Tuesday, which I think it definitely does. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, we always plan our trips now on, are we there for a Tuesday? Yeah, and if we're not, what are we doing? We're going on a Tuesday. (laughs) So, yeah, that's everything for the news. So, this week... I assume to probably round off our trip planning saga. Um, We're just going to cover what we do to just, I suppose, mentally plan what we want to get done while while we're there. Yeah. And just the different things to kind of consider when trying to figure out what what you want to do and what you want to prioritize while you're there. Yeah. So first thing you want to think about is who you're going with. Are you going with your friends? Are you a group of three? Are you a group of six? Are you going with kids under the age of 12? Are you going with kids under the, age, under the age of 5? Are you going with your parents? Are you going with your grandparents? Are you going with school trip? Who are you going with? Yeah, because that will have a massive impact on what you're going to do. For instance, me going on a Disney trip with Breathney. I know things will be slightly slower paced. You like to kind of sit and watch. Not everything's quite to go, go, go. When me and you go together, it's just like, how much can we fit in? <laughs> It's like, if we've wasted time, we've wasted money. <laughs> yeah. So it just, yeah. It's just something to kind of bear in mind. Are you going with people who have ever been before? Yeah. Like, just because you've been, let's say you've been a couple of times, but this is their first time. You don't want to, one, wreck it for them by being like, oh, well, they do this because of this, and they do this because of this, and this happens because of this. And it's like, you're like, you're just going to overwhelm them and they're just going to be pissed. <laughs> so you got to just draw your nerd in and let them find things out for themselves if they ask questions, by all means, go for it. But don't be like, oh, you should go do this, and oh, I wonder what's over there, and like, just let them, let them acclimatise. Like, it's a, it's a big time. It's a big moment. Yeah. Which, which again, as we keep mentioning, we're going to have to do that in, in our trip in October, because we're going with people who wouldn't necessarily be Disney Parks nerds. No. By any stretch of the imagination. At all. So, we'll just have to try... Try refrain from being a bit too over overzealous with it. Yeah, and especially if you're going with um, if you're going with like granny and granddads, or if you're going with younger children, you might want to factor in that you will need to maybe go back to the hotel at some point during the day, even if it is just Disneyland Paris. I know that it's not a huge park, but when you're going with people who can't go 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 all the time, you do need to factor in breaks, and if that means a nap, then so be it. But just make sure you're factoring that in, in like your loose plan for the day that at some point before this time, Susie's going to need a nap. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose one thing to kind of bear in mind, it's not if you've only really done Disney World. Disney World, I think, requires a bit more, I feel like militant is too strong a word. 
but because well, you can, because structured. you yeah because you book your fast passes in advance you know what park you're going to that day and because the parks are so much further from each other you probably won't park up a massive amount yeah a lot of people do it's totally up to you but you know that there's certain times you need to be in certain parks to do certain things exactly yeah it has to be more structured whereas Disneyland Paris because everything is so close to each other and they're on the legacy fast pass system things can kind of flow a bit a bit easier it's not quite so this day we're going to do this and this day we're going to do this by all means you can do that but it doesn't have to be it's not quite so well this day we plan to go to Animal Kingdom but if we don't do this we miss our passage fast pass and the world's going to end yeah exactly it's not that case also because DLP is that bit smaller if you've given yourself what we'd recommend to have a healthy trip is probably by four days you're gonna have time to do everything oh, yeah. because if you get to your last day and there's one ride that you haven't done that's obviously the ride you're gonna prioritize on your last yeah. day so, yeah exactly speaking of rides yeah <laughs> another thing is to find out what rides everybody wants to do now this is something that we plan to do in the next few weeks we kind of want to sit everybody down oh hi guys speedy dogs hello <laughs> Uh, yeah, we want to sit everybody down and just kind of give them a, this is the park, what is it that is most important to you? Yeah. And what is something that you want to make sure that you've done or that you do? Just so that we can make sure that everyone comes away from the holiday with the same happiness level. Exactly. Much. Like for instance, Nathan, who we're going with, is a really big Star Wars fan. We're going to need to plan in some time to do the Star Wars things in Discoveryland. Star Tours, Hyperspace Mountain, and meeting Darth Vader. Yeah. I'm aware that, like, we're aware that that's a given, but I suppose just for Ed, Kiva, Breathy, just to kind of find out what it is they want to do. Yeah. And what they want to experience. And then, because once we know what people want to do, like, we are very good at making sure that, okay, have we done this yet? No. Cool. We'll go check that off the list. Yeah. You just made the list! So yeah, so after you figured out what rides or attractions everyone wants to go on, the next thing you want to check is if there's any characters people specifically want to meet. And we're talking like characters that you're pretty sure are going to be there, or ones that are sometimes often around. Yeah. We don't want to get people's massive hope up. Like, I think, Ed, like, Ed said to me one time, it was like, oh, Doctor Strange. And I was like, oh, well, he doesn't meet in Disneyland Paris, yeah. unfortunately, which he didn't know. It's fine. Yeah. But you got to limit their expectations. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose just to have kind of that bit of give and take, for instance, when we had our 2017 trip and we were over in studios and I was like, Jackson! And you guys were just like, right, well, I guess we're running over. Yeah, and like, it was of, just, that was just it, wasn't it? Yeah, just, just knowing what everyone's dream is. For instance, Rapunzel, on our most recent trip, it was like, we could have tried to do a bunch of other stuff, or we could have just stood in the queue, waited for half an hour for you to meet Rapunzel, and then that would, like, that was a far better use of our time enjoyment-wise at the end of it than if we'd just gone on Peter Pan and then been like, oh, no, no, we can't get in the queue. Yeah, I feel like the memories are extremely important. Like, the memories that an experience gives you is going to last way longer than, like, getting to go on a ride. Imagine if we hadn't done that and then we didn't get to meet the lovely Alexis. Imagine. Yeah, I know. He's the cutest. He's best. Loved him. Um, but yeah, so, like, we still talk about our meets, like, that, in our last trip when we met Rapunzel, in our in October 2017 trip when we met, October 2017, our 2017 trip when we met Jack, and when we met Peter Pan, and that time I met Scrooge McDuck at Christmas, like, they're all encounters that I talk about again and again. 
And that are difficult to plan for. Yeah, you can't really plan for them. So they're ones that you definitely just have to try to go with it when you see it. Yeah. So which is why we definitely don't recommend that you have a very structured to the minute plan, especially because things happen all the time. Yeah. There's rain. There, like Disneyland Paris is subject, as we've seen in the past week, to storms. Oh, I thought you disagreed with what I said. No, that was just the jerk. <laughs> so like in the past week or week and a half, Disneyland Paris had this huge rainstorm. Obviously things had to shut down for that because it's yeah. not safe. Or rides break down. Or loads of things can happen. Or someone someone in your party might become ill. Like, not badly ill, but, like, yeah. they have maybe, like, have a migraine that day. So they need to take it a bit slower. There's so many variables when it comes to... Like, remember, it's your holiday. Yeah. Don't put yourself under huge amounts of pressure. Yeah, but it's... what I suppose what we kind of mainly mean here is, for instance, we're going, at, going in October. I know I want to meet Jack. That's... Yeah, so I know... Fine. So, yeah. So, for example, Shane wants to meet Jack... I'm not a huge Night Before Christmas fan, but I know how much fun meeting Jack is. Especially when you tie in our next point and the fact that we're going to do a Night Before Christmas Disney Bound. Exactly. Prioritise them days to meet certain characters if your outfit corresponds. But we'll get up to that. Yeah, but this thing of like, if someone says, oh, I really want to do this thing, you don't automatically have to go, okay, well, I'll just split up then you can go do that thing. Like, try and think of how other people's good experiences can also be a fun experience for you. Because even just, what was it? Oh, when we were queuing to meet Phantom Manor Mickey. Watching Phantom Manor Mickey interact with the 20 people that were in front of us was amazing. And it was so much fun. Yeah. So, just because the something someone else wants to do isn't at the top of your list, doesn't mean it's something you want to miss out on either. Exactly. It's like... For instance, well, no, I'll, I'll save that for later. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, just make sure that if there's specific characters people want to meet, you prioritise them and make sure that you use the most of your time. For example, if someone really wants to meet Donald, meet do Donald. Do, maybe meet Donald Extra Magic Hours. You're probably going to get a better, um, you're probably going to get a really good meet and greet because I feel like, not that they're bad at later on in the day, but, but I feel fresh like... Fresh as a daisy yeah, in the morning. Exactly. I feel like they're on it and they're at their highest peak of energy yeah. in the morning and they want to, because they know you're, you're pumped to be there. You're there at half eight in the morning. Yeah. They know you're there for a good time. So I feel like getting meeting them in the morning is a really good way to start your day. So if you can, if there are structured times for specific characters, just make sure that for at least one of the days, you've got them in around that time. So you know what you're yeah, doing. Exactly. Um, and moving on to that, but I, as I said, you can kind of tie it in as well. Plan out, do you want to do a Disney bound? Do you want to do Disney specific outfits? Obviously, that's something that you'll kind of need to think about before you go. If you need to buy stuff or if you need to organize stuff or anything like that. Personally, I really enjoy Disney bounding. Me don't too. get me wrong, I don't think we ever go, like, full hilt, like, exact. Uh, no. Do you know don't. what I mean? We always do very loose Disney yeah. bounds, but I think it's really fun, especially if it's something that corresponds with a particular character, then I think you can get some really, really great interactions from it. But, yeah, I really enjoy Disney bounding. Yeah, even with that, even just talking with about character interactions... If there is a specific character someone wants to meet, even having something... See, these are things, again, that 
it helps if you plan slightly ahead of time. Like you can always buy things in the park with characters on them, but if you don't want to spend as much money, it can be helpful to plan beforehand mm-hmm. to just have anything on your person that is that character. So like a badge, a la- like when I met Rapunzel and Flynn, I had Rapunzel lanyard on, which I'd actually completely forgotten about that my lanyard was Rapun- Rapunzel. But that was the first thing they picked up on, was that I had Rapunzel on my lanyard. And I was like, oh my God, guys, you're, you're so good at your job. But <laughs> yeah, so like even small things, even like a keychain. Like I've seen Chip and Dale pick it, like t- tiny minuscule ch- keychains on people's yeah. bags. Like they will see it a mile away. They'll be like, that's me. Love you. So having anything to do with that character on you or ho- are you holding something, they'll love yeah. it. Exactly. And Disney bending doesn't have to be massively expensive by any means our our first trip when we went in 2017 I did a Minnie Mouse Disney bound I wore a black three quarter length top and on Amazon I found a red polka dot skirt that I think cost me maybe a tenner Mm -hmm. but it was like perfect Minnie Mouse Disney bound the whole rest of the day characters were interacting with me as if I was Minnie cast were doing the exact same thing so it's just it's a really good way of kind of adding that little something extra to your trip but again it is something that you will need to plan in advance because especially if you're doing Disney bounds more so than just like I'm wearing a t-shirt with Donald Duck on it or something like that um, if you want to do a Disney bound it's a little bit more planning but again I love planning so I really don't mind then you want to think about where you might want to eat so we will be talking about Disney dining plans just not right now because they take a time they take a they take a minute and a half yeah. but you want to think about where would you like to eat and if anybody in your party has any dietary requirements as well this is something you're going to need to think of it's really before you go because sometimes there's a language barrier in Disneyland Park. I say sometimes because it really is just sometimes. Yeah. It's very 50-50 with how the English is going to go. Mm. But if you hit a cast member who doesn't have a high level of English, they may not know the word celiac. Yeah. So, or what does your man have for mental dream? Crohner's disease? Yeah. Where you can't eat, like, very strong foods. So, like, that's all stuff that you're going to want to... Just try your best to have a look at before you go. Yeah, exactly. Even just kind of planning out, like, do you want to do a character meal? You'll need to book that before you go. So depending on what it is, do you want to, say, have a date night and maybe go to Waltz or Chez Remy or something like that? Yeah, something a bit higher end. Exactly. And And then you can kind of allocate money for that accordingly. Exactly. But speaking of, when we do go in October... There's me, who's a vegetarian, yeah. and then there's also Nathan, who's a celiac. So we're going to have a great time trying to figure out where we're all going to be able to eat. Proper rub, no, hodgepodge group. If anyone has gone with a celiac or is a celiac and has been to Disneyland Paris, please reach out to us on Instagram so we can pick your brains about it so we can figure out what on earth Nathan's going to be able to eat because we don't want him to starve and we don't want him to eat those ready meals. Yeah, because there are those ready meals that are basically prison food. They are. It's basically prison food. It's like frozen dinners. Prison food. And, yeah, but it's the same one. It's not like there's a range of them. No. There's just one. They're the same in every place. Yeah, which is just disgusting. So, if anyone knows of specific things in Disneyland Paris that are gluten-free and celiac-friendly, please let us know. But then again, that just, in general, when you're planning a trip, you want to make sure that all your bases are covered. Or even if it's as simple as your kid's a picky eater, you want to make sure that you're going to places that have chips, nuggets, and whatever. Like, a majority of Disneyland Paris will have that. Yeah. And especially if you go to a buffet dinner, 
they'll definitely have chips, nuggets, burgers, whatever. But if you go to, I know the Shea Remy, the kids menu isn't. It's not great. As kid orientated as it might be in other places. Yeah. So just have a quick gook of the um, maps and maps oh, menus before you go. One thing that I have personal experience with it being an issue and I think is really important, especially if you're going with friends, if you're going with your partner, if you're going with family, is compromise is key. And like we kind of touched on before, if something might not necessarily be your kettle of fish, but the person that you're there with loves it, don't be a dick about it. Don't and be just a go. Yeah, don't be a dick about it and just be like, no, sorry, I don't care. Because I've been in that scenario. I've been in another country and been with someone that everything that I wanted to do, they just couldn't have given a rat's ass about. And I spent at least the second half of a two-week holiday by myself doing stuff because they just didn't care. And there was no kind of give or take in any way, shape or form. It's And it's kind of, it's difficult to kind of explain, I suppose, but I suppose the best way I can explain it is, you love Terror Terror. So much. I am not a big fan of drop rides. They're not my favourite thing by any way, by any means. I feel like if I had like a harness and not just a tiny little seatbelt, I'd probably like it a little bit more. Scientifically, you're fine. Yeah, but I don't like it. (laughs) But when we went on our last trip, I went on it twice with Kate. Yeah. Which is a lot for me. Which was a big compromise, because we did the whole te- uh, Phantom Manor thing. Exactly. But it was a case of, now, if we'd been there, for instance, again, when we went in 2017, Amy liked Terror Terror. I was not a big fan. And after, we'd gone on Crush, and we'd gone on something else, and you guys wanted to go on Terror Terror, and I was just not feeling well. Didn't make a big deal about it, didn't get in a huff about it, or anything like that. You but- bitches! <laughs> But because I knew you weren't going to be by yourself, I didn't mind kind of stepping back and sitting aside for it. Because, again, I knew I wasn't just abandoning you to go on it by yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is something that you do. And the best thing to do is just communicate with who you're with. Yeah, exactly. Because there is nothing worse than when you plan this holiday and everything like that. And everyone is going to be excited for different things. And then if someone is just constantly disregarding everything that you want to do and only really focusing on themselves because it can make for a really lonely trip. Yeah, and just like a really sad trip. Like, you just don't want that. Like, a good 98% of the stuff in Disneyland Paris, everyone is going to love, even if it's not something you're completely focused on. Like, I'm trying to think, I'm just trying to think of something that we did. Oh, Peter Pan. I, to be honest, didn't care much about being Peter Pan. Kate, she's the other side of the world. She's going to hate you every... That little bit more every time you say it. No, because it was great. (laughs) But we did it, like, we did it for Amy, right? And Peter Pan, cool, whatever. But I was like, this is for Amy. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, if if we'd have turned around halfway through the queue and been like, maybe we'll just go do something else, I would have been like, okay, cool, yeah, whatever. But the meet and greet was amazing. And it was so much fun. And he was great. He was great crack. And don't, like, obviously I know the story of Peter Pan, but, like, not as heavily as Amy does. And I was like, yeah, cool, yeah, let's do this, let's do this, yeah, I'll do this, pose, no problems. So, like, if you're into it, and you're just into having fun, you really can't go wrong in making sure that everyone has a good time. But it's really, going to Disney is the least selfish time of your life. Oh, yeah. I think. 
Unless you're doing a solo trip, then have at it. Oh, then that's completely different. <laughs> um, that starts with number one or who you go yeah. with, and that's well, all other all other yeah. questions are disregarded. But yeah, you really have to put everyone. If everyone puts everyone else before themselves, then it's just a great trip. Yeah, because especially if you're in a, a just, you just it's just really good. Yeah, I agree. And oh, my point's last. One. Yeah, the last thing we have is alcohol. So, <laughs> if you are going with people who are over the age of 18 and would like a drink, you want to think about where would you like to go for a drink, what kind of drinks are you looking for, what times you're able to drink. Like, if you're going with... <sighs> all I can think of in my head now is two families that have gone together who both have younger children. Like, do you want somewhere where you can bring your children with you to have a drink? So, like, I'm not at the hotel bar because that will be okay and they can just sit down. Like, are you going to need to drink slightly earlier in the evening because you need to put the kids to bed or can you stay at that little bit later and go to the sports bar or do you have a bit more money to splash can you go to the bar in the Disneyland hotel these are all things that you want to just have a mingle in your brain about before you go yeah I fully maintain and it's a thing that I will insist on doing and I've mentioned before I quite like just taking an hour or two out of the day just sitting in the Disneyland hotel it's a cafe Fantasia and getting a cocktail. Yeah. It just, it's a point of the holiday that I always really look forward to because all it is is literally just sitting down, you take your ears off because they're wrecking your head, you charge your phone and you just relax. Yeah. And then I just feel like the small character interaction oh, just so good. makes it. The important thing about doing that, I think... The best way to enjoy that is to, is to stay in your goddamn seat. Stay in your seat and expect nothing. Yeah. If you expect nothing, you're going to have the best time of your life. Oh, yeah. Because especially because the more polite you are and the more chill you are, I feel like the more the characters are happy to spend those extra literally five seconds because they are on their way yeah. to a meal that people have paid a lot of money for to see them. Exactly. Absolutely. 100%. Go do your job. But their character integrity, like Mickey Mouse is a gent. He's not going to ignore you. He's not going to ignore you. He's going to say hi. He's going to come. He's going to give you a little bit of kiss if you're if you're lucky, which happens. Yeah. Like they'll come over and they'll do all sorts of stuff. Even like um oh at Christmas when I was oh I had my BB at Christmas jumper on and it was either Mickey or Minnie came over to me and pointed at my jumper and made the, like a a circle shape of BB eight and was like I love them and I was like okay <laughs> like it was so random that they were like BB eight like. Mickey Mouse was like, I love BB-8. And I was like, this is so weird. But like, that was such a, it wasn't even just a high, it was a, something so specific. Yeah. And it was just great. And I feel like if you sit in the lounge, just chill, and it's a great time for just for everybody to catch up, especially I think if you're going on a trip, which I feel like will happen some stage of our trip where we will just separate for a little while because, mm-hmm. I don't know, things happen. Like a group of six, at some point we'll all just probably want to go do our separate things. It'll be a good place to recuperate yeah, and just have a chat and decide what to do for the rest of the day as well. Like it's a nice little, it's a nice little recoup. And yeah. also when we're talking about having like your loose plans, if you've got your loose plan, you can start ticking things off then and yeah. be like, oh, well, we've done this and we've done this and start thinking about, oh, you really want to meet Donald. So do you know what? Tomorrow morning we'll come in and we'll meet Donald yeah, in the morning. Exactly. Or, oh, you really want to do Tower of Terror and we actually haven't managed to get to that park tomorrow that park yet we can probably do that tomorrow afternoon yeah and then once everyone is aware that that's what's happening then you're good to go and then tomorrow afternoon when tomorrow afternoon comes it'll be like cool character or cool we're going to crush coaster it's like yeah cool let's all go yeah 
I just, I think it's a really nice way to just kind of decompress from the day because it's exactly what I was trying to say, (laughs) just in a hundred words, (laughs) because it just, it, it's it's so nice and it's really calm up there. I think what Kate was saying about characters don't expect anything. Like don't expect to jump up out of your seat and get a picture with them. That's not what that's not what that is about. Because at the at the end of the day, people are paying extortionate amounts of money to eat in interventions. That's the character's priority, and also the character wants to go have a rest yeah, when exactly. they're walking out. Yeah. So the last thing we want is kids hanging out with them. And those cast members have no problem ripping children off characters. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, no. But if you're, like, we literally just sit there, we'll wave, we'll say hi. And and not fairness, sometimes they just wave and keep keep walking. Perfectly fine. Absolutely fine. It's even just nice just seeing them. Like, again, at Christmas, we were there on a Sunday, so it was one of the brunches on. The kittens were there. Oh, yeah, that was cute. And we had waved when they were going in. And when we were coming back out, they obviously remembered, oh, these people aren't going to run up and attack us. Yeah, pretty much. So Bertie has attacked me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, it was just really, it was just really sweet. And like, you just sit there, you get your drink, you get your little thing of gone off popcorn, your little thing of olives, and it's great. Yeah, your stale popcorn and your salty olives. Yeah. But it's It's just, yeah, it is really nice. Um, By all means, like, if you buy a drink, which I'm just thinking of, we should probably do, if you go to the bakery patisserie place on your way, because it's like, that's like the second last stop on Main Street, Mm. you could probably buy a cookie there. Oh, yeah. And then bring it up with you. Yeah, yeah, because they're not going to stop you eating Disney stuff in Disney, I don't know, especially if you pay 20 euro for a cocktail. They're too polite. Yeah, exactly. So you could eat your cookie, and because from experience... Don't get, don't buy food in the bar. If, unless you lose your goddamn mind and you decide that <laughs> in the same day you're going to go for a character breakfast. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to go and you're going to have a nearly 80 euro lunch at oh, the Disneyland man, Hotel. So and get the most piddly little sandwiches and a little fried bread you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, just don't do it. But a drink, by all means, splash out. Because yeah. they're good Instagrams. They usually taste fine. You get to bring your little glow cube home. Exactly. Um, but yeah, buy a little snack snack, bring a little snack snack. Be cute. Another good place to stop and have a drink is the sports bar. Myself and Breff did this. Now I'll put it right out there now. Neither myself nor Breff need really care for sports. Yay, sports teams! So, if there's a football match on, I probably wouldn't do this. Oh, yeah. Personally. That's the thing, because we pass the sports bar when there's been football matches on. And people impressive. are crazy. It's a very showing. Absolute showing. But, if it's just... Your average Monday night. Um, same, grab a drink. Breath got a beer. I got a cocktail. It was very nice. If you sit outside, you can do some people watching and people coming in and out of the park. Great crack. Yeah. Would, would would enjoy. Would would do again. Yeah, so just remember that Disneyland Parks is nowhere near as strict on alcohol as Disney World no. is. Like, there are lots of places you can buy alcohol in Disneyland Paris, as it should be. Oh. <laughs> Can you tell where I <laughs> But yeah, so just think that if you are inclined to have a drink, don't shy away from it. It, no. can, it can really be a nice ending or polish off to a day. One thing we are planning to do is, because when we're going, it's going to be in October, the park closes that little bit early. We all kind of have the idea that we're going to club together. We'll buy a bottle of a beverage in the airport. Probably whiskey. And Breffney's going to bring a switch. And we can all pile into one of the rooms, get some mixers, and just have some drinks in the room and play the switch. Yeah. Which, to be honest, sounds great crack. Yeah, it does. Very we fun. can all sit with our little sandwiches. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh, yeah. Early sandwich, little Jemison, little switchy switch. Great. <laughs> switchy switch. I'm excited. But yeah, basically just take some time out to just decompress and chill because it gets very hectic. You'll be walking 20 odd thousand steps a day. Your feet will feel it. Yeah. Regardless of what shoes you wear. So just take some time to just chill. Particularly, again, this is quite niche for if you're going probably not with a family more so. Mm-hmm. But especially if you're just going with your partner or if you're going with your group of friends, stuff like that. Just sit and have a beverage. It's lovely. Yeah. Would recommend. So there are kind of tips for what we do when we're considering planning a trip and the actual like day-to-day what we want to do within a trip. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. We hope they've helped in some way yeah. to aid your trip. Exactly. And again, if you have any experience with gluten-free or celiac food in the oh, please hit us up. Please. Please DM us at Mickey Waffles Pod on Instagram. We and Nathan will be eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's everything for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good morning.